Hi, this is Gabriel Gonzalez from the UTM College Democrats. I'm here uh, at the Ned Ray Day Festival with uh, State Representative Gloria Johnson from District 13. Um, Representative, I would like to ask you, what does Ned Ray Day mean to you? Well, I have to say the first thing that I think about is um, as a teacher. You know, about the time I started teaching, uh, Governor McWhorter uh, was governor, and he was doing really good things in education. That was a great time for good things happening in, in the education system. So I, I think of him a lot in reference to education and my career as a teacher. Uh, when, it, when you get into politics, I, I think about, um, you know, I didn't... I didn't work with him or anything because I came in much later, but when when his son, Mike McWhorter, was one, running for governor and I got to meet him a couple of times, you know, that was really a big deal for me. And now when I hear people talk about Ned Ray McWhorter, it's in relation to, work, to rural Tennessee and to his common sense, no-nonsense approach. And as the speaker talked about tonight, it is so needed in this time right now. There's not a lot of political courage. There's not a straight shooter who has an open door to the press in, in leadership right now in this state. Yeah. And that's very frustrating to me because I'm a straight shooter. I don't avoid the press. And I think that, that, that they're very important. And just knowing that he was a straight shooter, he kept his word, and worked with both sides of the aisle is something I think we could really use right now. And, and, and we miss that here in Tennessee. Hey, this is Chris Murphy. I'm the executive director of the Tennessee Democratic Party. All right. Uh, Mr. Murphy, can you tell me what Ned Ray Day means to you? Sure. Well, so I grew up in Tennessee Democratic politics. My dad was in the state legislature. He served with uh, Governor Porter when he was the speaker. So I grew up hearing stories about Ned Ray. And when I was a kid, uh, I was at the Capitol a lot, so I saw Ned Ray down there. Um, so, you know, he's always this larger-than-life figure. Um, and there's like a million stories you hear, you know, when you grow up in Tennessee politics, yeah. all about him. And so it's very cool that the, the party up here, that the Weekly County Democratic Party, puts on this event. I think I've come the last maybe three or four years, um, and I'm looking to come in the future, because I think it's, you know, I think part of the legacy of Governor McWhorter um, is... You know, he was sort of at the tail end of the Democratic control of Tennessee. You know, obviously we had Governor Bredesen after him, but um, I think he sort of represented all the good things that the Democratic Party can do. You know, when he really worked on um, uh, tin care and things like that to make sure that people all over the state, whether they're urban or rural, you know, had access to affordable health care. He was somebody who brought together people from all walks of life, all sides of the part, or all sides of both parties, and got them to work together to make Tennessee better. And I feel like that's something that has been lost, especially in the last few years, as we've seen, especially um, you know the Republican Party just increasing vitriol, um, demonization of anybody who doesn't look or think like they do. Yeah. Um, and so, to me, that's what Ned Ray Day is all about. Is about remembering that legacy at a time when Tennesseans work together instead of now with Republicans in charge trying to find ways to tear people apart. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. Pleasure speaking to you. Yeah.
Hi, I'm Dean Argenbright. I'm chair of the Weekly County Democratic Party. Lived in Martin since 2000 when I came to uh, be uh, chair of the math department at UTM. Uh, during that time, I became more interested in the Democratic Party and came to know a lot of people who knew Medray. And as I go out campaigning, either for myself or someone else, we run into all sorts of people who knew him. And he obviously made a big impression on the whole area around here. Uh, not, not, uh, not restricted to Democrats. The Republicans thought of a great of him too. So anyhow, every year, just about his birthday, we have this Ned Ray Day, and we have some uh, keynote speaker who has worked with him in the past. Uh, tonight it'll be Charles Smith, who was his education commissioner, and also in the past uh, chancellor of or, uh, chancellor of UTM. And we're happy to have uh, uh, James Mackler, who's candidate for U.S. Senate, and a uh, state representative from Knox County, who I hasn't been here yet, but uh, Gloria Johnson. So we have a combination of active politicians and those from the past and try to make connections. Hey guys, welcome back to the College Democrats podcast. I'm Richard Underwood, the president of UTM College Democrats. I'm Luke Winters. I'm the vice president of UTM College Democrats. And I'm Gabriel Gonzalez. I'm the treasurer for the UTM College Democrats. And this time we're going to be talking about our experience with the Ned Ray Day event. For those of y'all who don't know, the Ned Ray Day event takes place in Dresden every year on, is it October? Uh, it's yeah, around 28th. October 24th. Okay, yeah. It's Last week, October. Yeah, and it's uh, basically a celebration of Ned McWarner, and uh, he is the former governor of Tennessee who was in office from 1987, or, yeah, 1987 to 1994. And for those of y'all who don't know, he's a Democrat, which is why we're talking about him. And... Yeah, we, we attended the event, the dinner, we had a lot of guest speakers, and we conducted multiple interviews that we will post to the, this podcast, and yeah, and me personally, I enjoyed it, it was my first time going, uh, what do you guys think of it? Yeah, how'd you, how'd you think of it, Gabriel? Uh, I honestly had a great time, I got to meet a lot of people, there were uh, especially a lot of members from the T TNDP, the Tennessee Democratic Party there, such as... Uh, branch that is known as the Rural Caucus. If you guys don't know, the Rural Caucus is just a, like I said, it's a branch of the TNDP that's aiming to uh, show off democratic policies to rural voters, just trying to show how uh, they align to their interests. There are also other members there, such as uh, James Mackler, who is running for Senate right now in Tennessee, oh, yeah. uh, Representative Gloria Johnson from Knoxville. Uh, there was a uh, former yeah, UT Martin Chancellor and the who worked with Ned Ray Ned Ray McWhorter uh, very closely, Charles Smith, and yeah, uh, those were and then James Mackler as uh, Kate Real stated earlier were the main speakers of the night. Mm -hmm. And I think a um, and yeah, I also had a lot of fun. I met I met a lot of new people, new important people within the Tennessee Party, and I also met a lot of old friends. Uh, so it was it was nice having a you know uh, a event just to get together with a lot of my fellow Democrats, and um, one big part I think one thing that's very significant about Ned 
was he was a he was really the last governor of ten, Democratic governor of Tennessee during the time period when Tennessee was actually reliably Democratic. After his last year in office in 1994, um, that is really when when he left. That really marked the time period when Tennessee started to become a red more, state. yeah, more and more of a red state to the point where we are now. So honestly, I guess you could say he was a last pillar of freedom. I guess you could say, but I mean, there's still some. Um blue areas in the state, such as oh, Memphis, yeah. Nashville. Uh, you can argue that Haywood and uh, Madison County are also uh, kind of battleground counties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was also Governor Phil Bredesen, who did mm-hmm. not too badly in the Senate run against Marshall Blackburn. Yeah, so um, Ned Ray wasn't the only uh, yeah, he Democratic yeah, yeah. governor yeah, he wasn't, at Tennessee. He, yeah, he wasn't the last one, but he was the last one when Tennessee yeah, was he, reliably blue. He's, he's definitely a big figure for the TNDP. Um, and why, why he's so celebrated in West Tennessee is because he's from Dresden, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and that is where all this happens. So having a local, a local guy... Uh, being able to represent the whole state was a big deal. Oh, yeah. yeah, and the event itself was even uh, hosted by the Weekly County Democrats, uh, the county that holds Dresden. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was honestly a pretty neat uh, event. And, you know, honestly, I just want to say uh, events like these are a reason I love being a member of the UTM College Democrats and why I wish uh, more people would be more involved and more people would join because it's so much more than just a social group. It's a group where if you're into politics, you can make important connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Like myself and Richard, we are actually... Within the Democratic Party. Right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to make any Republican friends here. Um, like myself and Richard, we are actually now working on uh, Mike Smith's campaign. He is a candidate in Dyer County for the Tennessee General Assembly. Mm-hmm. District uh, 77. Yeah, if you're a native over there, make sure to make sure to vote for him. And also, uh, as, as long as we're not being subtle, I would like to give one more endorsement to James Mackler, who was a big speaker at the event. He's, a, he's running for Senate uh, to replace Alexander, what's his last name again? Alexander Lamar? Yeah. To replace his... Is that ba- Oh, wait. Lamar Alexander. L- Lamar Alexander. Alexander. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, he is running for that seat, and after hearing him speak, he's a solid stand-up blue guy. And, uh, yeah, he talked about climate change, too, which was very refreshing, because honestly, you know, in more local settings around here, that's not widely talked about, so that was very refreshing. But, yeah, I mean, get out to vote for him. He's a stand-up politician. Also, there was a straw poll over there, uh, including all the major candidates for the DNC uh, this upcoming election. Uh, surprisingly enough, Elizabeth Warner was the was uh-huh. Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren was the uh, Elizabeth McWarrer. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, um, would y'all guys like to disclose who y'all voted for in the straw poll? Because I'm willing to if y'all are. Sure. Okay, I saw this isn't an endorsement, but I saw that in the straw poll, like we were physically putting straws in jars. And uh, I saw that poor it, my my boy Andrew Yang only had one straw, so I had to make that a even number. Um, but that wasn't really an endorsement. I was just kind of, you, you know, I like him a lot, so I figured, hey, I'm going to give him more of a presence here. <laughs> I, I'm myself. I voted for uh, Warren. You look. And then me, and mine's an ador- an endorsement. I voted for Mayor Pete. I, so, I didn't expect that. I thought I thought you were about to say someone else, but um. 
yeah, I, I enjoyed the straw poll as well. I just love I, – I was really curious as to who was going to win, even though based on when I walked by, it was a uh, neck and neck between Biden and Warren. But, I mean, the whole event itself was just uh, – it was a great time for everyone, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good food, good speakers, good everything. Oh, yeah. Who uh, who was the main provider of food? Like, was it a particular oh, it was, it organization? Was, um, we had there was several, there were several different vendors that were helped with the food. Fresh Start was one of them. They provide yeah. the chick, the fried chicken. And I believe the rest well, of the food. Shout was out good. to them because it was very good. Oh yeah, it was like, delicious. Like I'm not just saying that. It, if if I didn't like it, I wouldn't be mentioning it. But I liked it. It was really good. Yeah, so. I had to let uh, I had to ask Luke to come up there and grab some more food with me because I didn't want to get up in the middle of a speech but, oh, by myself. Yeah. <laughs> it was good food. So speaking of speeches. Um, uh, Richard already touched on uh, Mackler's speech. Uh, what do you guys think? The Gloria Johnson, Representative Johnson, was another uh, speaker you know during it, the the uh, event. So, what do you guys think? Uh, about it, it was nice to hear another, you know, uh, so uh, a actual elected Democrat in Tennessee speak. And uh, you know, she talked a lot about vouchers, and I do appreciate that she actually did have you know statistics to back up what she was saying. Uh, she was a teacher, wasn't she? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. So yeah, uh, uh, education is definitely a big subject for her. She uh, even in the interview I got to have with her, uh, that was something she said she appreciated Gore for it, uh, his work on education. And then lastly, we had uh, uh, we had former um, assistant to Ned Ray. Uh, Mr. Charles Smith. Was he the keynote speaker? Yeah, he was okay. the keynote of the event. So what did you guys think of his speech? He was good. It was a pretty good finale. He just, I think it was very fitting someone who was so close to Ned to actually get the concluding speech at the event. Yeah, definitely. I thought all the speakers of the event were fantastic. It was just an overall great event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think also looking at Ned McWarner, um, I think he really is what we should strive for in Tennessee because we really need to strive to go back to that time period. I guess you could say make Tennessee great again um, to when we were solidly blue. Um, and the main reason we're not solidly blue anymore is pretty much why the South in general is reliably Republican because around near the end of – McWerner's time in office, that's really when the Republican strategy of, you know, demagoguing abortion and guns really started to become become an effective strategy. So that is really when, you know, I guess you could say that coalition started to, I guess you could say, sink its teeth into Tennessee politics. <laughs> so, but yeah, we should definitely strive to go back to the days of Mr. McWerner. Yeah, he's a he's definitely someone uh, Tennessee Democrats should you know try to try to strive to be. You know? and, and when I say go back to that time, I'm not saying we should compromise on on guns and abortion. So I don't get that false idea, deal. But I'm talking about you know going back to when we were blue. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, it was just a great overall event. Um, mm-hmm. uh, after after the event. Gabriel, you actually, you were, you were the man on a mission. You were making great moves. You got to talk with a bunch of different people. Can you discuss that? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, like I said, I brought up the TNDP's Rural Caucus earlier. I got to speak to an executive, uh, Mr. Chris Murphy. Uh, great guy. Uh, I got an interview with him later on. That, uh, we're going to post with this podcast so you guys can listen to it. 
uh, out, and uh, I also got to speak to Representative uh, Johnson, who had a lot of things to say about education, how she appreciated uh, Mr. McWhorter's work on the system and whole, and mm -hmm. uh, well, I also got, like I mentioned, I got the internship with TNDP, so I'm going to be working with Richard on Mike Smith's campaign. All right. So, uh, like I said, if you're a dire or District 77 native, uh, make sure to vote. We like Mike. Yep, big things happening. And then one... <laughs> I'm sure she enjoys it too, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Chris Murphy and Representative Johnson, if you guys are listening to this, uh, it was great meeting you guys, and uh, we look forward to next year. Mm hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, speaking of big events too, this weekend, me and Gabriel went to Politicon, it, which what just so happened to be in Nashville, Tennessee this year. Uh, it was my first time driving in Nashville, so I definitely respect their infrastructure a lot, a lot more now with the complexities of the travel in that area. Uh, it, it, it was an experience, but also Politicon was a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's amazing these people who you know from YouTube videos, just actually like seeing them in the same room as you, like, huh, they're actually a real person. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but also during Politicon, we purchased a card game, and Gabriel, would you like to describe that card game? Well, the uh, the game is kind of similar to Cards Against Humanity in a sense where you're kind of filling in blanks uh, with a given topic. Uh, I believe the company that made the game is uh, Geek Dad, so shout out to them. We're going to be playing this game shortly, and uh, look forward to that. Yeah, we'll play three rounds. <laughs> Alright, uh, the rounds are going to be myself versus Richard, Richard versus Luke, and Luke versus myself. Alright, so right, Luke's going to be the moderator. Yep, let's okay. do Alright, so you'll want to scrub the rules of the game. Yeah. Okay, so how the rules of the game work is uh, whoever's the moderator is going to place down a random uh, topic, such as something like universal healthcare or Iran, something like that. Uh, the candidates will be given five cards each. And uh, they're going to have to work with that, and we're just going to go from there. All right. All right, let's start it out. All right. Uh, I will be the moderator for right. this very first round. It's very similar to Cards Against Humanity, but it's not as raunchy. <laughs> uh, it's, very, it's more political-based. Yeah. It, it, this is Cards Against Humanity for political junkies. Yes. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to hand out the cards. Gave our moderator, Luke. The uh, topic cards for five uh, argument cards for Richard and ladies and gentlemen, my seven. opponent, Mr. Gonzalez, eats dirt. Eh, you eat something brown too, but I'm not gonna name what that is. He also pooped his pants when he was a kid. So the very first ooh, topic card is women. Women. Something we do not have uh, on this podcast. Would you like to read the flavor text for us, Luke? With so, the best moderator voice? I, I can't name any big moderators. The flavor text for the woman uh, topic the woman. card uh, is candidates. More, most forecasts show that this election will depend on the turnout of women. As election day draws near, will you fight for equal rights or are you planning on mailing it Alright, moderator, which one of us is going first? I'll pick the younger, so Gabriel. <laughs> Alright, here's what I have to say on the topic of women. Uh, I, 
Okay. Well, I gotta say, I like women, but I don't like like women. <laughs> Alright, that's the very first card coming from Gabriel. Just getting my I husband will, out I, there. I will make women great again. Okay, that's the first card okay, for so, Richard. So you don't believe women are already great? We, I, You see my opponent's stance. Clearly a misogynist. Alright. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, staying on the topic of women, I have to say, um... I have a lot of experience on this subject because I recently met with a group of citizens who have little to no access to women. <laughs> okay, so that's the second card for Gabriel. I will keep women in a lockbox. Again, <laughs> that's, that's the second, second card for Richard. Suggesting that the way to make women great again is uh, locking them up. All right. Three, hey, make sure you, uh, new cards. three more cards. All right. Um, for my five order, I'll draw. Just three. Just fill okay. okay. your hands five. Um, gotcha. We're in five. And the third one's gonna be, and the third card you put down gonna be the last one. Gotcha. And for my final and closing statement, I have to say, uh, USA, USA. Well, guys, my as a closing statement on this topic, I will say I will I, not only will I make women great again, not only will I keep women in a lockbox, but also this is all because. I am on a mission from God. <laughs> All right, moderator, which one do you think won the stance? All right, on the so on the very first round, I feel like Gabriel won that. I, I had to be honest. On I the like second women. round, I feel like Gabriel won it. But for the closing statement, Richard uh, you won it. Hallelujah! You know what? You're just unpatriotic. <laughs> so This is anti-American. The winner of the first contest by the score of 2-1. to one, Gabriel, this is the Gonzalez. most patriotic. This is the most patriotic broadcast you've ever seen. Ignore my previous comments. All right, it's so rigged against me because I'm fighting for God. All right, so now it's gonna be me versus Richard. All right, Richard, if you can hand me your cards. Oh, so get back to ones I already have. Yeah, cool beans. Yep. You know more about this game than me, and I actually went to below comment. <laughs> that was actually fun. All right. Candidates, Underwood, and Winters. <laughs> Sorry about that, Luke. <laughs> um, your topic today is going to be religion. Candidates. Over 75% of American voter, voters identify themselves as religious. A majority of them say they prefer a religious president. Do you believe that a relationship with a higher power has a place in the highest office of this great nation? Here I am about to hand out your cards. Five for Underwood and five for Winters. Each time you guys put one down, I'll draw a new one for you. And the person starting this debate will be candidate Underwood. Underwood, all you have to say on religion. I have not questioned the existence of religion. Ah, so man of faith, I see. Your response, Mr. Winters? I went to school for this. Ah, religious school, I see. We have very, very religious candidates. Sorry, I don't do religion. I'm going to answer previous statements. A little confusing, but I see the strategy. I think I see the strategy here. Uh, Mr. Winters, your response? I read a book about religion. Ah. So did you say I contradicted my... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask, does that book happen to be the Bible? Yes. Ah, I heard it's a good book. I'm an expert. Yeah, you know who was the author of that book? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the greatest American who ever lived. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
And for your closing statements, Kennedy Underwood. Well, based on what you had to say about my previous statement, Mr. Mainstream Media, you think I'm contradicting myself. Well, I have you know, I have a 100% non-wishy-washy plan. For religion? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and for your closing statement, Kennedy Winters. So for my closing statement about religion... I'll take care of religion one day. <laughs> so well, we won't get the answers tonight, but maybe one day. All yeah, right, one day. never in politics. So I have to say, for this debate, Candidate Underwood was about as flip floppy as uh, Mitt Romney in 2012. <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to go with Candidate Winters this round. <laughs> All it's, right, it's rigged against me because I'm not. It's fake, it's fake news, isn't it? All yeah. right, so the next round will be me. Versus Luke versus uh, Gabriel. Okay, so the uh, yeah. orange one is yeah, that's the new topic card. Okay, Richard will be the moderator. Okay, for... now this is on the topic of poverty. Candidates, our economy has knocked the middle class into a economic tailspin. Many many citizens have are landing well be, well below the poverty line. As president, how will you get American America back to? A cruising altitude. Uh, who's going to start this? Uh, so I get to pick. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be me versus Luke this time. Okay. Uh, well, y'all both voted against me, so it's kind of hard to pick. Uh, Luke. Luke. Okay. Right. So for my very first, um, very first card, uh, I will pick. Oh, I will pick. On the topic of poverty. My candidate has nothing pick. to say. My opponent has nothing to say. I mean, I have a budget for poverty. I have a budget for poverty. That's either really good or really bad. I don't know which. <laughs> I know. I know. I have a budget that will solve poverty. Yep, he's gonna tax you. Uh, uh, you can't. You can't. You can't insert your own words okay. into the card. He's gonna tax you dry and tell you broke. Well, here's what I have to say about poverty. I'm tough on poverty. I'm tough on the homeless. <laughs> and he's supposed to be a Democrat. Poverty. I don't tolerate hobos. Again, I'm not sure if that's really good or really bad. I won't it's tolerate people other. sleeping on Nothing my streets. And as a response from my mean old candidate, that's just mean. Well, you know what I have to say to that, Mr. Winters? Try saying that in Texas. See what uh -oh. happens. All right. They have big budgets in Texas Oof. for poverty. All right, so for my closing statements, I, uh, I want you guys to know that I majored in miracles. We can fix poverty. Hmm. Well, you know what? I'm afraid it's not that simple. I think you're just an idiot. <laughs> All right. Based on the closing statement alone, I'm going to have to give it to Gabriel. Plus, I, I, I enjoyed his, uh, I'm tough on poverty. Like I said, I won't tolerate uh, poverty. I won't tolerate the homeless. I won't tolerate people sleeping on our streets because it's just not right. Yeah. All right, so let's do another round. We got time. Okay. That's a fun game, isn't it? All right, so now I'm the moderator again, and now it's Richard versus Gabriel again. Yes, sir. All right, 
So our next topic card is, oh gosh, police brutality. Oh boy. And it says, candidates, law enforcement has come under fire as viral videos of alleged police misconduct make headlines. Do you believe our boys in blue are seeing red? Or is the current outrage whitewashing a c- complex issue? Mm-hmm. Alright, moderator is going to be opening. So, since I gave it to Gabriel the first time I was moderator, I'm going to pick Gabriel again. <laughs> what, is this, like what is this, equality? <laughs> As Gonzalez News Network, GNN, the best network there is. Alright. Well, I have to say, uh, well, I have to say, I believe in police brutality with every fiber of my being. <laughs> well, you may believe it, but I support police brutality 100%, but that could change. <laughs> All right, so we're not starting off too well. All right, next one, Gabriel. We have to accept the truth, Luke. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I have to say... I have seen the future, and in the future, there's police brutality, my friends. Huh, this reminds me of my time as a community organizer. I'd like to hear this story. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, final, my closing statement will make, oh. ev- make everything known. All right. As for my closing statement, I have to say, voters, I'll compromise with anyone who gives me everything I want. Well, that That's non- my offer to you well, guys. Well, to that nonsense, substance, uh, crap without see. substance, I have to say, y'all remember Pokemon? Ah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to fight. So, with a rousing closing statement, I will choose, drumroll please, Gabriel. Oh, good grief. Now I know how Trump feels. Everything's rigged. It's fake news, isn't it, Richard? Yeah. Luke doesn't exist. He's fake. All right. All right. So, uh, fake moderator. Would you guys like to do another round yes. between yourselves? All right. I'll be moderating this one. All right. Candidates, this time. your topic will be obesity. Candidates. The last 60 years have seen Americans add over 30 pounds to their average weight. Do you believe in obesity is a widening epidemic? So to decide who's going to uh, start this debate, candidates, please tell me your weights. Um, uh, I um, am uh, 175 last I checked. To, to start us off. And to go against the, the moderator. Oh, you gotta say your weight, Luke. You're never supposed to uh, ask a person their weights. Were you dropped as a child, Gabriel? Oh, okay. We see uh, who's winning this debate already, <laughs> I suppose. And I guess my weight is 160 pounds. Well, to be the voice of reason, everyone's different. Ah, see, we have some acceptance over here. Meanwhile, in the other corner, we just have uh, idiots attacking the moderators. <laughs> All right. Mr. Winters, what's your response? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the next one, the next card I will be dropping is women. Hmm. 
Oh, so you have a problem with fat women, I see. <laughs> well, on the, to- on the very sensitive topic of obesity, I have voted for obesity, and I have also voted against obesity. Ah, I see. What is wrong with me? And then as my closing statements, I will be doing, I'll be asking my fellow candidates, at what cost? Ah, that's a good question, Mr. Underwood. What is your response? Well, you're one to talk because you're the mayor of Obesityville. <laughs> oh, a sick burn from Canada Underwood. All right, I have to say, the winner of this debate is undoubtedly <laughs> candidate Underwood. Finally. Damn it. <laughs> I'm glad I won, but I feel like that was out of pity considering my losses. <laughs> so for the very no, last round... Richard will be the moderator. Yeah, finally a moderator who's not fake news promoting. And then no me, Fox News. Luke versus Gabriel will be going on. That's okay. This next and final topic will be on the topic of outsourcing candidates. Despite federal and state incentives to stay to um, stay stateside, companies continue to flock overseas. Do lower prices bolster the economy, or are these companies selling American workers out? All right, and who's going to be opening? Uh, since you voted for me last time, go ahead. All right, well, you know what? Even though you say you're fake news, I have to say, it sounds like you're just making things up again. So, Outsourcing I, is no such issue. I, I've never heard of this outsourcing. I'm trying to stay on topic. I'm like Gabriel. The major cause of unemployment is outsourcing. All right. Well, you know, voters, clearly someone's been drinking the Kool-Aid. Ah, got nothing to say, dude, candidate Winters. Uh, He is noticeably silent. So... Mr. Winters, would you like to respond? I... Or has the Kool-Aid poisoned you, my friend? I am... The Kool-Aid outsourcing... The fake problem made up by fake news. pardon me, but please stop pandering to the 1%. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I'm there. I'm there for the 99%. <laughs> well, you know what? That's just me. <laughs> Rich people have feelings, too, Canada Winters. And then something that... I know many American families go through. I just want to say, I recognize the pain of the American family. I would say Luke was slightly funnier, so he won. <laughs> so, there was the game, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, again, this game was Now, made. this is the part where we urge you guys to purchase it for yourselves. Uh, yes, I believe the Geek Dad has a site online where you can buy this game. Uh, honestly, it was... Uh, incredibly fun. Totally recommend it. Uh-huh. Uh, I was able to get it for $25, and honestly, I think it was worth it. So, to wrap us up, Richard, let's bring it home. All right. Well, yep, contender, Ned Ray Day. Well, more can I say? We have been having a lot of fun recently, and that's about it. Hope you guys stay blue. If you're not currently blue, I hope y'all come blue. become blue in the best possible way and uh i will hopefully you guys will hear our voices later
See you next time. Thank you.